very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in Tom and anything except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Tottenham Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. Oh, my God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. Good evening and welcome along to Sports Beat Extra. I'm Andy, and here's what's coming up on today's show. Coming up in a little bit, Rachel gets all the reaction from Wexford FC versus Cork City in last night's FAI Cup quarterfinal. And I'll be speaking to Trudy Kennedy about the Monster Masters Badminton Tournament, which is taking place today at the SETU Waterford. But before that, last week I chatted to Emer O'Sullivan of Little regarding girls in sport and how important it is for both physical and mental well-being to stay active and involved. During the week, I caught up with Catherine, Amy, Emer, and Evelyn, members of Ladies Football, Camogie, Soccer and Tag Rugby Clubs respectively, to get some insight into what it means to them to play sport and how important it is to pass that on to the younger ladies coming up through their clubs. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. So what would you say got you into playing sport in the first place? So I've had a love of sport from a very young age. Um, my older brother and older sister are sport mad and we're always up training, bringing me along, um, along with my father who was always involved in uh, ladies football, uh, hurling, camogie, and always coaching teams, so I was always up around the pitch. Uh, I was just put into sport at a very young age. Um, I can't even remember the first time I started playing, but I've loved it ever since and I've been playing it for years now. Um, my father was very involved with it at a young age and he was very good at when he got to senior level. Um, my mum was actually part of joining and setting up the ladies club and involved with the Gaelic for Mothers and I just got into it from there. Um, when my own mother and father actually never played but my older sister, cousins, uncles and everyone else around me was playing and I got dragged along with them and from about eight years of age I was always interested in every sport from watching it on television so that's where I got the love from it. So you mentioned that you play a bit of tag rugby as well. What would you say the main difference is between that and maybe the more competitive nature of the GA and soccer? Yeah, so in the early summer months um, I play a bit of tag rugby. Um, it's mixed sport first of all, I suppose is the main difference. Um, so it brings really a more social element into it. It's a lot more relaxed to play tag rugby maybe have a couple of drinks after, a few burgers. Um, it's, it's much more social compared to the GAA, which I think um, there, there's much more of a community atmosphere. Um, we get into the, the later part of the summer then, and it gets a lot more serious, all the training that we do in pre-season to prepare for it. And I guess it's just a lot more structured that way that we're training regularly for the football and working towards championship all year. And you're involved in coaching. How do you find that element compared to playing? Um, I think it's great to be a part of it and to be able to help out in any way. I see a lot of them girls who uh, remind remind me of myself when I started playing. And um, when I started, like uh, we would have been playing with um, chaps and, and boys teams. So being a part of that and seeing them develop and, and improve is great. A lot of them are moving up now to under-14s now next year and uh, you'll, you'll, miss, uh, you'll miss training them, but... It's good to know that we have a lot of girls coming up to, to join us in a few years' time. So when I had Faye, my little one, in 2020, it was kind of towards the end of COVID and when GA was coming back in. I had actually played GA through all my teenage years and gave up for two years after I had her. Um, and it was hard to get back into it. But once I did, I came back this year and my head is so much better. 
and if she's three now so when she comes up to all the matches it's great for her to come up and see me play and hopefully when she gets older she'll be able to play herself and yeah it's just brilliant for her to grow up and be a part of that. And you're teaching so how important is it to keep the girls playing the sport in school as well? Yeah so at the minute I'm working in a school that is really heavily involved in all sports they have hurling, football, camogie, basketball, rugby, soccer. Um, they've won loads of finals in the past year or two. Um, seen them all out at lunchtime playing together, boys and girls playing together. They play all the sports. They'll have their hurl, football, rugby ball, whatever it is. They're always out at lunchtime playing. You can see the joy they get from it. Um, it's really good for them to be outside in the fresh air as well and get an exercise in at lunchtime. And it's really good for their mental health as well. And then in the classroom, because I play myself, um, I would have a lot in common with them through sport. So it's a really good way of building relationships with the students in school as well. And what advice would you give to any girl who's either maybe thinking of taking up a sport or is on the other side and possibly thinking of giving up a sport? Yeah, I guess I would say we've probably all been there as uh, girls at some point where other commitments might get in the way. Um, What I would say to you is find a sport that you absolutely love. Um, you know it can be hard to find you know the right sport depending on facilities and that in your area but if you really uh, want to be a part of a team go for a team sport if you want to do something yourself you know f- find something that's your own niche and I would just say just make sure you find something you're passionate about and um, the schedule will come to you naturally then. Uh, I know that a lot of um, parents might be a bit apprehensive about um, their little ones starting sports at a young age and stuff, but I would just say it's really good to get them into it young. Um, the atmosphere is always really good. It's very relaxed. Uh, of course, the, the more competitive side of things, it obviously come at a later stage, and it's just a good environment uh, to be in to make friendships and, and just for a bit of crack and get out there. Yeah, I think it's um, that everyone should go for it and if they, it's good to get into a routine just from my own experience of giving up for two years that it does affect your mental health and I did struggle to go back to it after having my little one but once you get back into a routine it's great and it's good for the head and also just it's so good to make friendships a lot of my friendships come from playing GA and yeah it's just brilliant. So um, if you're out there and you're thinking of giving up I would say definitely don't give up if it's a case and you're in maybe a team sport and you're losing at the minute, we've been through a few tough years here ourselves with our club, um, but we're actually in a final now in a few weeks and we're after topping the table in our division. So we have come out the other side of it now. We're all really enjoying playing at the minute. So don't give up. And if you're thinking of starting, definitely start. We've had a few players here this year that are 24 and 25 years of age, either starting brand new or have come back after a few years and they're really, really enjoying it. So if you're going to give up, don't. And if you're going to start, go for it. Sports Beat Extra. Beats 102-103. And it was really fantastic to hear all four ladies there speak with such passion and enthusiasm for their sports. Now, over to Rachel, who talks all things Wexford FC. Thank you very much, Andy. Yes, last night we saw Wexford FC take on Cork City it ended in a 2-1 win for Cork with a goal there from Dobbs in added time in the first half for Wexford FC. I had a quick chat with Colin O'Sullivan from Red FM who was down at the match in Cork. It was a tough defeat for Wexford last night. Their cup dreams are coming to an end now. How do you feel the game went? It was a, it was a good game. I mean, it was a dramatic game, Rachel. There was a... 
There was a lot of drama in it. In the first half, uh, Cork City were definitely the better side throughout. Wexford gave it a good goal. Certainly in the first half, Wexford created chances and, and they had a lot of the play as well. But um, they did get their goal in the first half. Towards the end of the first half, it was first half injury time. Ali Gilchrist had gone off for Cork City with an injury and the ball came back into play. Cork City were kind of half asleep. Wexford capitalised on it. They got the goal through Aaron Dobbs, and they were 1-0 up, and they were delighted at the celebrations. And there was there was quite a few Wexford fans there. There was maybe anything close to 100 Wexford fans there last night who had made the trip to Cork. And uh, they made themselves known, especially when, when, the, uh, when the Wexford guy, Dobbs, got the goal, and they were delighted with themselves. But there was a little bit of controversy then. The Cork City players were saying that the... the the ball shouldn't have been in play because Gilchrist was still off the pitch and so on and that they should have given it back to Cork City. But from my perspective, from what I could see, Cork City just fell asleep for those, just for that split second and Wexford got the goal. They went one up, uh, but it was a very, very different game. Uh, Liam Buckley made some changes in the in the, in the half time and it was a very different game in the second half. Then Cork City were well on top in the second half. I, yeah, absolutely. I suppose Wexford at the moment, they have a lot of international representation with the under-21, the under-19 mm. squad. You've owned Mason, Luke Brown, own Kenny. Do you think that's a good marker for the improvements that they've gone through in the last few years in Wexford? It absolutely is. I mean, their guys getting international recognition is huge and it shows that they're, that they're playing at a, at a good level and that there's high-quality players at the club and that the club is going through a transformation under James Keddy as well. And I mean, I was chatting to James Keddy last night and he was bitterly disappointed. He was delighted that, that, they, that they gave it such a, a good go in like a fortress like Turner's Cross against a club of Cork City stature. But I mean, he, he thought that they, they could have maybe hung on for the win. He was just saying maybe it's it's the younger players and it's maybe just not quite having the, the same level of experience to, to hang on, especially in the final minutes when Cork City went on in the second half and they got the two equalisers late on. Malik Doug still got a great goal. And then it was 93rd or 94th minute when Rory Keating popped up in front of the shed end and he got the winner. And James Kenny just felt that his guys just, just switched off. So it's great that the guys are getting international recognition but I mean they, they still probably need to get that more experience and that just comes with, with more games and with age I suppose Rachel Absolutely and I suppose turning to the league now we have six games left and Wexford FC they've won more points than they got in total last season and I suppose we're facing the likes of Waterford United Bray and Longford Town in the next couple of weeks how do you think they'll approach those final games? Well, I mean, they can concentrate on the league campaign now for the final games because they're out of the Cup. Uh, I'm sure they'd much prefer to be into the Cup semi-final and they, and they nearly did it last night. But um, they can certainly give it their all now in those last few games. I think I think James Kenny will be going in with a, an attitude of they, they have nothing to lose and just, just try and place as high up the table as they can this season. I mean, you're saying like, it'll be a kind of a a local southeastern derby against Waterford. Waterford had a disappointing result themselves last night. Now, they're still in a great position in second and they, they will have a playoff place regardless, but they had a disappointing result in Cove last night. So Wexford might be looking at Waterford dropping a few points and saying maybe we can pick up a few points here and there against some of the sides above us and they'll be hoping for the best. Absolutely. And if that happens, if Waterford popped down a few places and Wexford managed to get into the playoff spots, do you think they have any kind of a chance to make the jump into the Premier Division? I mean, anything could happen, really. If you look at it, I mean, Waterford obviously will be favourites to uh, to do well in the playoffs because they, they've been the team kind of, apart from Galway, who are like 15 points ahead of everyone, Waterford have been the team pushing up there. They've been in that second spot the whole time. But uh, I mean, if Wexford push in there, anything can happen in those playoff semifinals. If Wexford could be there, you'll have the likes of Cove Ramblers, maybe Treaty there as well. So, I mean, all those teams will be hoping to uh, to have a go off whatever Premier Division team they'll have to, find place, uh, have to face in the, the final of the playoff, be that Cork City or Sligo or Drogheda. It's going to be one of those three. So, I mean, 
anything could happen there, Rachel. But uh, I mean, it's a big, big step up into the Premier Division for whatever club comes up. And Wexford FC are back in action next Friday, the 22nd, when they head to Bray Wonders. Back to you, Andy. Turning to badminton and the Munster Masters is currently taking place at the SETU Arena in Waterford. With a 9.30am start and some finals not due to take place until after 8pm, I spoke with Trudy Kennedy about what exactly goes into planning and running such a massive event. Sports Beat Extra. Beat 102-103. I'm joined now by Munster and Waterford Badminton Secretary, Trudy Kennedy. Trudy, could you tell us a bit more about the Munster Masters that's coming up on Saturday? Hi Andy, um, thanks very much for including us in your programme. We really appreciate the coverage. So on Saturday we have our Munster Masters. It's our third year running the event and last year we had um, 92 players and this year we have 132. So we're absolutely thrilled with that entry. We have players coming from all over Ireland um, and that's what the Masters competition is for um, people to play in their own age group. So we start at age 35 and it goes up in five-year gaps then, so 35 to 40, etc. And we have players all the way up to 65. So I suppose that just shows you about something about our sport that you can play at all ages and it continues on. There's plenty of competition for everybody. Um, it's a round-robin competition, which means you, if you lose your first match, you're not out of the competition. You get to play more. So players really like that, especially when they're travelling a long distance. They like to get a few games. And we're basically we're starting at 9.30 on Saturday morning and we go right up to about half eight on Saturday night. Um, so it'll be full on all day long. Brilliant. Great to hear. And you mentioned that you have 40 more players than you had last year. Why do you think there's been such a jump in in that? Yeah, so I think people um, really enjoy the Masters competition. They like playing within their own age groups. And again, the format is the round robin. So they're not traveling long distances and getting back into their car in an hour's time. They're there for the day. They get to play lots of badminton. They get the Masters. There's a lovely feel to the Masters. It's very friendly, yet very competitive. But um, players really enjoy the camaraderie. And as well as that, they get to play if they're very successful in the four branch masters competition you get picked for an irish team in all different ages so that's a really great incentive as well and actually at the moment the world championships are on in korea and we have two players from ireland participating um and they hope to do very well there they're very they're highly ranked in the world so there's great opportunities to play around the world in in badminton really at all ages and at all levels Fantastic and great to hear, as you say, that we have athletes representing us in badminton at, at the World Championships. And you have on the, uh, the the program for the matches, there's also seeded entries. So do you have varying levels of competitors? So the seeding comes from ranking points. So the more competitions you play, the more ranking points you get. So therefore, those who are seeded would have maybe been winners of other branch events or runners up or would have gained points throughout last season. So the higher the the, the higher the points you gather, the higher the seed you'll be, you know. And of course, it's taking place uh, at the SETU Arena in Waterford. How important are those facilities to be available for such a, a prestigious event? Yeah, absolutely. Um, SETU is amazing. It's got eight courts. Um, it's got a beautiful viewing area where people can sit down comfortably. It has the restaurant. It has the cafe. It just everything about the SETU 
it was great. It's a very comfortable arena for people to come into. There's loads of space. So for us, for badminton, it's one of the top venues that we have. And it's free for spectators, of course, today at the uh, the Monster Masters. So does that help to, to draw in crowds and then maybe expose even more people to the game? Well, hopefully, and even, you know, being on here now, hopefully people will be listening and hear, oh yeah, maybe pop in, you know, it's it's really... I suppose I'd love to get badminton more exposure for people who haven't, who don't really know the sport because there's so many good aspects to it um, and so many different levels you can play at. So it'd be great to get um, more people just even to come in for an hour and watch it and just see the level of skill that's required and uh, and that will be on display there on, on Saturday. Yeah, and you, you touched on it there, getting more exposure, getting more people into the game. Uh, badminton Ireland have at the moment launched Badminton, uh, but they actually launched it last year. But it's a course aimed at the secondary schools with primary target being uh, TYs and, and kind of classes age 15 or 16. So how important is that, you know, for ye and, and badminton in general to get the youngsters into it? Yeah, that's great because a lot of other sports would have programs running in, in TY in schools. So this would be a great opportunity to add badminton now to that. Like there would be some players... Um, that would play a little bit in their clubs, but to get a whole year group involved um, will definitely help. And schools badminton is quite strong. It's very strong in Munster and Leinster. Hopefully now this will get more people actually competing and maybe heading out to their clubs, you know. They'll have the information from the instructors of where the local clubs are. So hopefully that will increase our membership. Fingers crossed. A bit I found really interesting in, in their segment about the badminton is that they have active participants in the sport, not just through playing it, but they give various roles out, such as, you know, coaching or maybe umpire or line judge, someone to organise the tournaments, which is probably a bit unique in terms of if you're playing soccer or GA or those ones, it's usually just about the playing. Yeah, so that's, I suppose, a very good aspect of the sport. There's loads of ways to stay well, for someone who might be retiring from the actual competitive playing, there's loads of ways you can still stay involved. You can do an umpire's course. We actually ran a line judging course there in Munster a few weeks ago. And um, I think we had 17 people who qualified. Um, and again, that's another way of giving back to the sport. Um, and again, there's loads of coaching courses being run. They go from shuttle time, which is your your entry level as such up to level one level two um, and there's quite a number of, of people now that have qualified as level one coaches in the last year um, it, both in Munster and throughout the country and they're they're um, now coaching say into pro teams or club coaching so it's it's great. You'd always have people that are maybe interested in the sport but may not be as technically equipped to, to play it or to, to get on to the higher level of it so it's it's an interesting path that you can get into the, the game as judge or coach or, or whatever it may be. That's it, that's it and a good path is a good word, like there are de- various pathways you can take and still be very active and obviously as a volunteer in loads of different areas as well, you know, helping out with club competitions you know, even just taking the names at the door, taking the entry there's loads of ways you can be involved and we really really value all our volunteers because it's not easy now and people have very busy lives so to be able to give up your time, it's really appreciated And then just to touch on it's uh, Badminton Ireland's Disability Inclusion Week, it's the 18th to the 22nd of September 2023 and I suppose in the last few years it's been a big movement in many sports to make it inclusive for everyone and how good is that to see that everyone from your community can get involved in badminton? 
Yeah, so that's really important. And Badminton Ireland are running, um, they're doing two online training um, courses, which is autism and sport and disability inclusion. Um, They're also highlighting our para-athletes. And we have two Special Olympians also who won two medals at the last Games, which was not too long ago there. Um, And I suppose we would recommend that all clubs would sign up to the Disability Charter. And by signing up to that, you're availing of resources, training, events specific to people with disabilities. Um, and I suppose the key areas, key areas for clubs, for um, for people who are looking into dis- looking into joining a club that would have a disability would be the openness. Um, would the people there have some training? What activities would be involved for them? The facilities, of course, to be very important and the promotion. And um, there's actually a fund now which clubs can apply for shortly. It's up to about €5,000 to help with modifications, some purchasing of equipment or training and education as well. So that should be really all clubs should be availing of that. What would you say, Trudy, to anyone who is maybe considering giving badminton a go? Just do it as as the catchphrase is, but definitely come along to it. Just go down to your local club or contact somebody like myself who will direct you in the right um, area to go to and just give it a go. And it's so sociable. There, we have a brand new club now um, in Tremor in County Washford that has just set up and the enthusiasm they have for the sport. It's just it's infectious, actually. And it's really a great social sport. You can play at a high level. You know, you can play for fun. And it's just, you make great friends. So I, I would say to anyone who is looking for a sport, particularly for the winter, badminton is your sport to go to. Listen, Trudy, thanks so much for joining me and I hope all goes well with the Monster Masters. This is Sportsbeat Extra. Many thanks to Trudy there and I hope all 132 competitors have had an enjoyable day at the Monster Masters. And of course, best of luck to those of you who still have games to come over the next two hours or so. Don't forget, Beats Club Focus is back in action. If you are thinking of nominating your club, don't hesitate to get in touch. Head over to beat102103.com forward slash club focus for all the details. I'm Andy. This has been Sports Beat Extra. Thank you so much for joining me. And Megan is coming up next with all the tunes you need. Tracking sport across the southeast. 